You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black. We're talking about Jeff Halfley. If he's the right answer for Boston College, you know, just it just felt like two or three years ago that White Plume was coming out on that gif that BC shared out of Gasson Hall, and everyone was excited about the future of Boston College football. And now we're just a couple years away, and it seems like all of that has gone to dust. Jeff Halfley is now at 14 and 15 as a career head coach for BC and eight and 14 in conference. And rightfully there's been questions about whether he is the right head coach for BC. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're now into year three of Jeff Halfley. You know, BC just lost 31 to three against Clemson and they don't look any better than the top tier teams, but, what I want to get into is a few different points. So let's 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 look at one quick question. The first question is Steve 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 Adazio left in 2019 and he uh, after a team went, that went 6 and 6. Is this team better in any sort of area than they were a couple years ago? On offense. In 2019, you had AJ Dillon, you had at least had an identity and he was able to run the ball. Right now, does BC have any identity on offense? No. Can you can you honestly look at me and right in the face and say, does BC have an offensive identity? I don't think so. I mean, a lot of that's due to the offensive line play, and if they were healthy, I think they would. But you can't just throw away the play of the offensive line because the offensive line is taking a, a, a huge step back since Steve Adazio. Steve Adazio. Say what you will about him, and believe me, I am not a fan of Daz. You guys, I mean, you folks know that, right? They never had a year on offense with the offensive line that they've had this year. They've had times where there's been certain players, I think back to Aaron Montero, where the offensive line has struggled. But have they struggled to the level that this lot? No, not even close. So that, that has regressed. I mean, to be fair, I think 2015 had quarterback issues to the level of the offensive line this year. So that's fair, but the offense I feel like hasn't taken a step forward. It's stuck right now. It had one year, 2020 where it looked better. And Dracovic had that thing that, that offense click in 2021 it looked like they were going to go in the right direction and they went backwards. So no, it has not gone forward. But that's not a big surprise. We've talked about that on this podcast. Let's look at the defense. Has the defense improved? And I have to say it has. You have to argue that if you, I mean, if you're going to look rationally at the defense, like if you're looking at the scoring defense between this year where they're what, 80 something, uh, 87th, and then 2019, they were what, like a one they were in the hundreds, they're 101. So they've, they've progressed there. That's positive. And I think 
when the offensive line isn't playing as badly, they, they would be even better than they were last year. So yeah, the defense ha- is better. And I think you have guys coming forward on this defense. They're going to continue to make them better. Donovan Azarak, who I've said, I think Cam Arnold is going to continue to get better. I'm really excited to see what the secondary does. Cole Batson. I want to talk about him. He's, he's he had a nice game against Clemson. So the defense all in all for, 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 for Halfley has gotten better. So that's a step in the right direction. So there's, you have one negative, the offense, one positive, the defense. Let's look at the special teams up until this year. I would have said Halfley had the edge over Adazio on the defense. I mean, on the special teams, you know, what was the, what was the big knock on Adazio for years? Was they couldn't get a kicker? You know, it was for year after year after year. It, you know, whatever it was, you know, um, Mike Knoll or whatever uh, at kicker, they just they it was always an issue. And it looked like as Adazio left and halfway took over, special teams was not going to be an issue for this team. You had Aaron Bumeri for again credit to Adazio, he brought him in. Transition over to Connor Litton last year, who missed w- one extra kick. Now, now they don't have a kicker at all. Connor Litton is what fifty percent as a kicker. I, I, I don't, I don't see that as progression. That's, that's, that's right back to where Adazio was, and all the other issues on special teams. There's issues in places BC has never had issues for kick, kick returns, um, all the, the issues that are going on with that. There's there are so many things going on with that program on special teams that I feel BC has, you know, not not progressed. So yeah, BC has not taken a step forward there. So you look in in the three major phases of this game. You look at the three phases that BC needs to move forward in and they have not done it in two or three phases. So in that sense, you have to say that Halfley hasn't been progressed there. And that's the only fair thing you can say. Like you can you can you can be fair and, and say that anything he's done is positives or negatives, but like in the end of the day, it's offense, it's defense, it's special teams and that's what you judge your team on. And he hasn't done it. So we'll get into it in, in a little bit. I want to look at recruiting and some other factors that have impacted Halfley's tenure so far for BC. But if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that subscribe on locked on BC. If you like to talk about Boston college sports, and I know some of you out there really do. I want to hear what you have to say about the future of Boston college football and make sure you hit that up in the comment section. But before we do that, These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So what you need to do, head on over to LinkedIn. Make your profile, set everything up. And add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. 
It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. So head on over to LinkedIn jobs right now and make sure you find the qualified candidates you want to hear and talk to. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. This is AJ Black, Locked On Boston College. For all of you listening, thank you for making Locked On BC your first listen every morning. We really appreciate all of you that have made listening to Locked On BC your daily routine. And if you haven't already, you're going to get a great perspective from this, I hope, where I give you positives, negatives, and realistic expectations on every team. And, you know, we're in football season, so you're getting football a lot right now. We're going to get into basketball, too. But I wanted to get into Jeff Halfley because it seems to be a hot-button topic right now. I want to talk about recruiting. And recruiting under Steve Adazio before Jeff Halfley got here was not – it was good. He was able to find some diamonds in the roughs, and I think that's fair to say. But – was he able to recruit at a high level? No. Was, Je- was Steve Adazio able to build depth on this program? No. You know, you heard it over and over again from Daz. Whenever there was injuries, the team just kind of fell apart. And has Halfley kind of had the same issue? To an extent. But he has built depth on this team. And that's what you want. I'm not even looking at the recruiting rankings right now. I'm looking at, does he have guys that if there was an injury, you could get more guys to play. And I think at most positions other than the offensive line, which I'll get to in a second, it's a yes. You look at defensive line. They have defensive tackles. They're six deep right now. They can handle injuries there. You look at the secondary. They're like eight or nine. I mean, they're, they've had injuries up and down that group and they're still able to perform. Wide receiver, same thing. Running back, they had three or four guys out this last week. And they still were able to have some guys that were able to perform. So, yes, injuries on the offense for this program have impacted them, but been able to do what they need to do. So, that's a win on, in the recruiting trail. And I think, I think even though the stats may not show a drastic increase in terms of stars, I mean, Folks are looking like, oh, Halfley hasn't had four to five four stars in every class. That doesn't matter. It matters if they get guys that can contribute, that can be playmakers. Donovan Azaraku, who I'm telling you is going to be a star for this team, was a three-star defensive lineman, and he's going to be a good guy. Amari Jackson, another guy, was a three-star He's going to be really good. It does sometimes, yeah, it does help to get four stars. Joseph Griffin's going to be a great player, but you also need to fill with three stars that can actually participate and actually help your team out. And I think Halfley is doing a good job of getting those guys. So that is a win right there for Jeff Halfley. And that is one place where he is progressing, right? And his, so that's one piece. The second piece, the transfer portal. Okay, so I have been critical of Jeff Halfley of the use of the transfer portal to fix this offensive line. And I I stand by what I said, that 
if you knew that you had four guys leaving before Christian Mahogany ever went down with an injury, you should have went out to the transfer portal and done something about it. Now, to be fair, I don't know what the NIL landscape is behind the scenes, but I've heard buzz that to get a guy that can actually play and contribute right away at offensive line would have cost BC some serious chunks, chunks of change. And as we all know, Boston College football and the Boston College athletics program is uh, about three decades behind where the current NCAA uh, uh, environment is. So some of that goes to Halfley, but I also, I part of me is starting to wonder if it's more of the program itself. Other than that, I think Halfley has done a nice job of trying to address as many conditions that he has on his program in the transfer portal as he can. I mean, first of all, he comes right in and he goes out and gets Je- Phil Dracovic. And, you know, at that time before the offensive line broke him, that was a humongous deal. And everyone listening to this, if you can remember, when he committed to BC, that was a deal. Not only has he done that, he brings in former five-star Jaden Woodby. Again, it was a big deal at the time. Trey Barry, he brings in um, George Takis. So he's he's hit on some transfer portal stuff. That being said... I still am not the biggest fan of Halfley's uh, transfer portal philosophy. His belief that we're not going to live in the transfer portal is okay, but that's not what every other college football team is doing right now other than Clemson, and Clemson's a different story. You have to go out there. If you can find a player that wants to play at BC that you can get, I don't, I'm sorry, if you got a, a sophomore that is okay, but you're going to risk him because you got a, 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 a transfer that's better, you go out there and get them. You know, I hear the stories of Johnny Wilson, who is uh, the 6'8", 6'9", wide receiver for Florida State, saying that he sat in the transfer portal because no one wanted him. And there's multiple teams that play against tra- Florida State that he would have loved to transfer to. And part of me always goes to, oh, is that B.C.? Would you rather have Johnny Wilson right now or Jaden Williams? Sorry. Like, yeah, you have to make those tough decisions and you want to develop kids in your program, but you also want to win. This is all about winning right now. You know, recruiting your guys will be a lot easier when you're winning. So transfer portal kids to come here. You may have to, to scooch out a guy or two. To me, it seems like, uh, yeah, I want BC to be an ethical, great foundation of a program, but that's not what it is. You know, that's not where college football is. So I'm not the biggest fan. I hope he's learned something from this year and what next year goes looking at, and, and maybe he starts to advocate from the gridiron club or whoever else he can, you know, donors to get more money to go out there and get transfers because he has to. If BC is going to be competitive, Halfley has to be more competitive in the transfer portal. And that's just the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. So in our final segment, I'm going to get into my final evaluation of Halfley. I'm going to get into what I think about him. And if he, if I really do 
if I really do think he is the answer, if, if not, where should BC go from here? You'll hear my thoughts of that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to get to my friends over at Bill, Bill Bar. If you know me, you know I am a huge fan of the Bill Bar. And if you haven't tried Bill Bar, Bill Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to my new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture with real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are 160 calories and they have a whopping... 15 grams of protein in them. Run to built.com to snag a box for yourself and your family. It is the perfect treat. My family loves the built bar from my son to my wife. It's hard to keep a box in my house because everyone is always eating them. So you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk buff wherever you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just a snack, a grab a bite to eat. It is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. So dish the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, this is Locked On BC. We're talking about Jeff Halfley and the future of this Boston College program. And first, let's get to one quick comment. BC football fan says, I would say at this point, Halfway needs to beat a top 25 team this year to not be on the hot seat. Three chances, Wake, NC State, Syracuse. Lose, lose all three, hot seat. Win only Syracuse, maybe still hot seat. Well, I mean, yeah, you, I think he needs to start winning some games and, you know, three games out, out of six left. You got to start winning some of those. So, I apologize. I've had a really scratchy voice all week um, dealing with some, some allergy stuff, but my thoughts on Jeff Halfley here, um, obviously he's a, a million times more pleasant to ca- cover than, than Steve Adazio from a media perspective. One of the, he's pleasant. He gets Boston college way better than Adazio does. And I, I, I appreciate that. However, this isn't, this is it's college sports and college sports are not about, all about the, the the sweetness of everything, right? It's about winning and results on the field. And has Jeff Halfley been able to do that? He hasn't. So kind of going on what BC football fans said, what does Halfley have to do to not be on the hot seat? And is, is he the right answer? And I have to say at this point, I'm not sure. I'm going to give you the cop-out answer. There's two different ways this could go. I still think there's a possibility that this offensive line could go in the right direction this year. At the end of this year, we got two weeks going on. They go in the right direction, and then they could win, steal some wins that could be exciting for this program. There's also the possibility that things could continue to go off the rails. They could lose to Duke at home. They could lose to UConn, which would be a complete disaster. I mean, God, if... If Jeff Halfley loses in one season to Rutgers and UConn, then yeah, he's definitely on the hot seat. But I'm going to say that's probably not going to happen, though God forbid it does. Um, is he the right coach? I still, I'm still holding on hope here. I'm still holding on that there's a chance that he is. That there's a chance that he, as a young 43-year-old coach, 
figures some things out and gets this program on the right track because yeah, there there's been Achilles heels the last two seasons, the first year, you know, he had some good stuff, but that's all that was the, the pandemic year. You almost want to like wipe that clean last year. It was the quarterback issue. They didn't have a backup quarterback and I don't blame him for the folks that continue to say, well, Jeff Halfley should have had a backup quarterback. I continue to ask you who would have come here to play at BC. You knew going into the season, Phil Dracovic was going to be the starter. He's still one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. You would have never got a quarterback to come and sit behind him. That was any better than Dennis Grossell. Okay. Um, and then this year it is, it is the, the, the offensive line. So I, yeah, if he has continues to have like major issues, that's on him, right? Um, the, the question then for me is, is he going to continue to be the right quarterback? I mean, the right coach. I need, I, 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 I'm telling you, I need one more year with him. I don't think he's, I don't think it's right to fire him after the season. It's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but I want to see what he does, what his, we're just starting to see what his guys can do. And I think four years really sets the tone of where this program is going. If he, if he bombs next year, given that he has four out of conference games that are a complete mess, I mean, that are not very good, then yeah. You move on from halfway, but after this year, unless everything falls apart this year, I don't think you fire him. So that's my thought. That's where I'm at with Jeff Halfley. I'm not on board to fire him yet, but I can be convinced. And before we get to the end of the show, I want to, you know, if you have comments, please put them in now because we're going to go over some comments for the last couple sections. We already said BC football fans, but I want to make sure that if you have a comment, you hit that comment section right now. So, Football fan says, why the constant comparison to Daz to justify half? Compare half to his replacement, Brian Flores. I think that's what he meant, Brian Flores. He's a B-flow. I'm I'm not comparing him to Daz. I'm comparing him to the progression of this program and where it's been. Right? I can't compare him to Brian Flores. Brian Flores hasn't been a college coach yet. He's a coach that was with the Patriots and he was with the Steelers. So, yeah. Yeah, Brian Flores might be a better coach. Who the hell knows? But he hasn't done anything, so how can I just magically just come up with what Brian Flores could do? Um, so, I mean, that's where I'm at with that. So um, that's my thoughts there. Um, you know, we're going to continue talking basketball tomorrow's show. I want to get into some of the things that I, I said it today, but I wanted to get into half talk. And we got into half talk here. And um, I think you guys had some great comments, but if you have some more, hit them in there. Now I'm going to go and off in about a minute. So um, has he been a big disappointment? He's disappointing right now. I think that's the only fair way to say it. Jeff Halfley has been disappointing. Um, and, you know, you see the recruiting in the first couple of years, you saw him hit the transfer portal. You saw the things he said, the way he embraced, um, and, you know, I think that's fair. Like, you, you got to get into, like, where where he's at. So, all right, football fans are already back with another comment. What about O-line recruiting? The O-line commits for 2023 are too few, and the two are greater than 100. 
I mean, yeah, uh, they need to get more. And they've had, they had three guys that on in the class of 23 that were here this weekend. Um, but you know, I, I, I say this to everyone that says things about the offensive line. Like, yeah, I'd love to see them get one or two more guys, but if you get recruits this year, it's not going to change next year. You're not going to play unless you get a blue chip offensive lineman, which BC can't do because they're the program itself. Isn't going to pay a blue chip to come here. It doesn't matter. The, it's always from the time of Chris Snee and, and, and uh, Chris and Mark Colombo, it takes a couple years for these guys to come in. They're not going to immediately play. And then all of a sudden your offensive line is going to be fixed. Um, so that's my thoughts there. It, it, it you want a guy or, or more. I want to see them hit someone in the transfer portal. They need another uh, veteran there, but that's kind of where I'm at there. And then BC football fans, are, it's like everyone's football fans here. What are the chances BC makes a bowl this year? Only two, can afford two more losses. Think it's definitely possible. Maybe the goal for half to get the fans off his back. I mean, I just said at the beginning of this game, this podcast is 1.5%. I think I saw on ESPN FBI. I don't know. You know they're gonna they're gonna go against Wake on the road next week, and Wake is very good. And then you have one loss after that with NC State, Syracuse, who is playing very well, and Notre Dame. Who you, I mean, you gotta play them on the road. That's tough. That's tough. I don't know. I I can't see BC doing that. Um, I I I don't think they're going bowling this year. All right, this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow uh, talking basketball. Again, I promise you I will get to basketball. Um, And if you have not done so already, I said this before, please, 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 please hit that subscribe button right now. Um, Oh, let me try that again. Uh, Sorry, I have completely messed up my comments. There we go. Hit that subscribe button right now to make sure you get all of our podcasts sent directly to you. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back again soon. Take care, everyone.